0: Ryan
1: Bruss. Thank you, Sid. My name is Ryan Bruss, and I'm blessed to be one of the producers for It's Supernatural. And today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Pastor Steve Hannett. Now, this this is not your ordinary pastor. He gets excited about everything and anything to do with Jesus. And I'm telling you, you would be excited too if you were healed of cancer. And, and and Jesus healed Steve Hannett of cancer and it changed his life forever. And I am telling you, because of that encounter, he teaches people everywhere how they can encounter god's healing power for themselves right where they're at even now as you're listening to this i'm believing and i know pastor steve is believing that you're going to be healed just by listening to to some of the principles of how you can be healed right where you're at pastor steve thank you for being with us
2: ryan thank you it's so good to be with you today and i'm so expecting for the things that god's going to do
1: hey me too now you uh, let's get right into it you have a powerful story at the age of 19 years old, you woke up in the morning, and no 19-year-old should have to go through anything like this, but you woke up, you're 19 years old, woke up in the morning, and you notice an egg-sized lump on your neck. Take us from what you were feeling to what happened to what God did for you.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, summer that I was having a great time with my family uh, down the shore, so we were in a uh, just a happy time of life, and vacationing, and woke up in the morning, and I was shaving, and all of a sudden, while I was shaving, I discovered this this lump uh, in my neck, and I had uh, gotten swollen glands before. I had uh, those very common kind of symptoms that people get when they're sick, so I didn't think too much of it, but I wound up mentioning it to uh, my parents at the time, and we eventually went to the doctors, and they gave an antibiotic, and uh, and they said, you know, everything should be fine. And well, after about a couple of weeks of being on an antibiotic, it did not change. It did not go down. And that caused them to uh, recommend some more tests. And that caused them to recommend more tests and more tests. And eventually, uh, they decided that they were going to do a biopsy on it. And so they, uh, they went ahead and did that and uh, came back with the news that I was diagnosed with cancer.
1: Now, with that news, were you calm and peaceful and be like, "Okay, God, you got this." How did or or what what was your reaction?
2: Well, when I first heard the news, I couldn't even process in my mind what was being told to me. But it flooded in like a tremendous torrent of fear. And I began to just really lose it because terrible pictures and terrible thoughts flooded my mind of what it would be like to have cancer. And then the reality that most people die from cancer. So here I am at 19, just feeling an anguish and fear. And uh, it was like a nightmare uh, coming alive. And uh, yeah, so I I did not handle it with calmness or ease. I handled it with... um, (laughs) with great fear and and
1: as most people would
2: yes yes i i think that the biggest fear that people have is going to the doctor and hearing news that they don't want to get and a lot of it is because they don't have control when something hits you like that you feel like what am i going to do how am i going to get out of this situation And we went for uh, a lot of uh, doctor's appointments, and we had a lot of consultations of how we were going to treat this, and we we did the best we possibly could with that. And it was during this time of trying to find out how good or bad the, the cancer was, how far it had spread in my body, or how little it had spread in my body, that I wound up doing something that was very normal for me, and that was to try to talk to the God out there somewhere. And uh, I had grown up with an idea of faith. I grew up in a tradition uh, that recognized that there was a God. But uh, he really wasn't personal. He wasn't intimate. He was somebody that was, you know, too lofty, too big, too great to get close to. And uh, he was very far away. Um, but this time, when I had this news and I had this tremendous fear, it caused a cry to come forth from me it caused a cry that was so deep from my belly. I couldn't pray the prayers that I had learned. And I had learned to pray, you know, the same prayer over and over. And I couldn't do that because the emotions in this experience were too intense. And so I wound up going to a a beach, and nobody was there. It was past the time that people would visit, and I'm there, and I saw this tremendous sky in front of me. And uh, I called it the God sky. It's the kind of sky where there's a lot of clouds, but then there's a ray of sunlight coming through, breaking through those clouds and hitting the water. And I'm looking at the sky, thinking that God is out there somewhere, and this cry comes forth from me. And, you know, it wasn't a fancy prayer. It wasn't a theologically uh, impressive prayer, but it was a cry. And the cry that came from my heart was, teach me. And those were the two words that I spoke. I I didn't speak a lot. I just cried out, teach me. I wanted to understand how to live. I wanted to understand how to overcome. And I closed that that time and really didn't say too much, but it was about three months later uh, that I meet a gentleman who was a true disciple of Jesus.
1: Now, what do you mean by that as opposed to somebody else?
2: Well, most people, when I would meet them and we would speak about God in passing, they would speak about God the way that I thought God was, too lofty to get close to and far away from us. When I met this man, he spoke about God in a way that was so personal and so intimate and so filled with faith, with such a knowledge of him that you could tell he didn't just know about God, but he actually knew God. And even more so, he didn't just know God. You can tell from his very presence that he followed God, that he followed the teachings of God, that his life reflected that. And I remember meeting him, thinking to myself, what is it about this man? I've never met anybody like this before. There was a peace, there was a power that emanated from him. And that very uh, testimony of being around him, this life that was in him, which I could not recognize at the time, but it drew me to him. And we sat down together, and um, I shared with him that uh, I had cancer. And uh, he listened to me, and he just kind of smiled. And this was so strange, because anybody that I would uh, come in contact with that wound up sharing that I had this terrible disease, they would have a different reaction. they say, oh, Steve, we're so sorry. Right. Oh, that's terrible. And you'd see fear on their face. But this man, this disciple, when he heard this bad news, he smiled. And he was still very peaceful. And I thought, uh, because English was his second language, I thought that maybe he didn't understand me. But he did. He, he understood me very well. And uh, I told him, I want to learn how to overcome this. Uh, Can you maybe help me? And can you give me some books that I can read? And he said something that changed my life. He looked right at me. It was almost as if he was looking through me. And he said that I didn't need many books. I only needed one book. And when I had walked into the room that he was in, uh, I knew he was reading. I saw him reading, and he took that book he had been reading, and he slides it across the desk in front of me. And i look at it, and it's the Bible. And where I was at that time, I had thoughts in my head, and something came out of my mouth to the manner and effect of, what does this have to do with me being sick? Wow. You see, in my mind, I thought that medical science is on one side, and church is very far away, and the Bible is very far away from that. And those, those two realities just don't really mix. And when I asked him that question, what does this book have to do with me being sick? He leaned across the desk. He got very, very serious. And he said everything. And it was from that point that we had a five-hour conversation.
1: Now, what, Pastor, What you, you were religious. You were desperate, but you were religious at the time. What made you sit with a man for five hours to talk about God?
2: Well, I'd love to tell you that it was my great heart for God that (laughs) I wanted to seek Him and know Him and and, uh, all of that. (laughs) But the reality was that I simply had a need Mm. that was too big for man to fix. That's good. And I realized in that moment that I needed help bigger than I've ever had and anything that anybody, no matter how well intentioned they may be, could give me. I needed God. And you know the cry that I spoke about, Ryan, is is a powerful concept. Because as a as a father of three children, I know the cry of my kids. I know the cry if they fall down and they're hurt and afraid and that causes me to run to them and then i know that cry that is kind of that fake cry that really wants a snack that they can't have right as a dad i i can discern the difference in the sound of their cry and in that desperation in that need the cry that came from my heart to god is the cry that he heard
1: so if if i could ask you this do you do you feel that it's not so much the words that we're saying but it's what's behind them that moves the heart of god
2: absolutely the the tradition that i grew up in and the tradition that many people have grown up in in western christianity puts a great weight and value on how the prayer sounds and the words and how fancy it is and and the father really isn't concerned about that he really hears the heart and he hears the 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 plea and 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 the need and the desperation of of a child um and even those who don't know god like i at that time i really didn't know god i was the one who only knew about god but god's mercy is able to hear the cry that says help me save me hosanna i need you There's something about the heart of the Father of God that in his heartbeat, his ear is turned to that cry. Even of the lost, of the dying, of the hurting, even of the worst sinner, his ear turns to the heart of that one that says, I need help.
1: And you know what, Pastor? We've had more people on this program, and if you watch It's Supernatural on a regular basis, uh, those who are listening, you would attest to this, that more people have received their miracle, have received a touch from God, received what they've been asking for when they come to a point of absolute desperation and hunger. And that's where you were when you were listening to this guy for five hours. What happened as these five hours are being sort of unveiled
3: to you?
2: Yeah, so, you know, it's an interesting question because, It's not as normal as people may think in terms of witnessing or sharing Jesus or or sharing things from the Bible. The the way that he approached me was, um, he told me something. He said, if if, if I wanted to find help, I would need to find God. And if I'm going to find God, the best way to find God and get to know God is to listen to God. And sitting there, I said, well, that's too reasonable to not Uh, to not listen to. He says, if you ask man, you're going to get a thousand opinions. So what he did was he took the Bible and he would uh, turn a few pages. He'd point to a verse and he said, read it. So I read the verse. He'd take the Bible back and flip a few more pages and go to a new verse. Well, this continued for a long time. And what I now understand that he was doing was instead of a human being preaching or speaking, he was allowing the Word of God to do the speaking, to do the preaching, to do the teaching. You see, Jesus Christ, when he was on the earth, he he primarily did three things. He he, he preached, uh, he taught, and he healed. And and he was enabling me to have that encounter with the Word of God. And as that Word of God was read by me, I tell you, inside my body, my mind, my whole being, it was as if power was leaping off the page right into my body. I knew the first verse I read, it was not reading uh, something made by man, but I was reading something that deeply penetrated me. It was the Word of God which began to create an expectation within me so clear that there was a father who sent his son to die and to bear our sickness and disease and to pay for our whole penalty so that we could have shalom. We could have peace. We could have perfect wholeness. In Greek, it's called sozo. It's the same word for salvation is used for healing, and it created in me such a powerful expectation that I literally asked this individual who was sharing these verses with me, I can be well then. Can I get well? It was literally the word that created a strong faith and expectation in me. People need to understand that it's the word of God that literally, creates faith when the expectation is created and that expectation is in alignment with the expectation of heaven it creates a line of power between heaven and earth it was at that moment that we began to look at the scripture and receive that scripture and then he said something to me when he knew that i had received that word And that I was ready because I was expectant. He said, God is a God of power and God is a God of love. And when you put power and love together, you have a God who acts. And so we prayed together. And I prayed a prayer to receive the sacrifice of Jesus, the grace and forgiveness and salvation through Jesus. That moment I received eternal life. And it was from that point that immediately after that, We did what the scripture said to do, and that man laid his hands on me, and he read the verse and the scripture and commanded the cancer to leave my body, and it left my body with great power. Ryan Power entered my body from every direction, and it was tremendous, and the root of that disease left my body. It was upon going to the doctor only three days later that they checked my body. And there was no sign of any cancer. And even a bit of damage that was done from some radiation treatment was miraculously and instantaneously reversed. Ryan, that day, not only did I meet the Word, I met the God of the Word, received His power, and His Word bore the fruit and produced a miracle that now I live with even unto this day.
1: I mean, what a miracle. Steve mentions uh, in, his, in his book and his teachings how because he sat there and he listened to the Word of God for five hours, it created such an expectancy within his heart that he couldn't help but be healed. And this radically changes, of course, his, his uh, theology because he became born again. But his thinking now as a pastor, he knows I've never met a man who knew so well how God wants to touch you simply through obeying and receiving the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we are offering, as Steve Hannett's resource, his exclusive brand-new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, Discover the Ultimate Secret to Releasing Science, Wonders, and Miracles. And in this brand-new book, Steve literally reveals the secrets, to releasing miracles in your life, the understanding. I love the book. I'm telling you, uh, the, releasing the understanding of, of not only uh, how to be healed, but why he wants to heal you, why he wants to touch you. He loves you, and he doesn't want any of his beloved to be sick. This this book will challenge you. It'll cause you to go deeper in the Word of God. It will minister to you, and it will unlock spiritual keys That will enable you to commune with God's Word in a way that you've never experienced before. I I am so uh, uh, passionate about this teaching because he's bringing the Word of God back to the forefront. Not only is he offering his book, but his brand new 3 CD set, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous. Now, in this CD set, he's teaching the word of God. He's teaching you how to be healed. And he's teaching you how he doesn't have to come and lay hands on you, that you can be healed right where you're at while you're listening to this teaching. And also at the end of each CD, he's praying prayers over you that will teach you to move in the power of God, impartation, prayers, so that you will be able to see signs, wonders, and miracles in your own life and those around you. Now, when we come back, we're going to dip into some of this teaching and hear some testimonies of how you can touch Jesus for yourself. We'll be right back.
3: Steve Hannett experienced a miracle healing from cancer. This earth-shattering struggle helped him discover the ancient keys to unlocking Heaven's miraculous power. Now, he wants to share with you practical tools you can use to watch every promise and blessing from the Word of God come alive and become breakthrough power for you to overcome every impossibility you are facing. Call now and get Steve Hannett's powerful brand-new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous, exclusive for our It's Supernatural! audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9452. I'm so, so excited for people to grab hold
2: of the revelation that is in the book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath. God's power is all around, all the time, waiting to be released, waiting to touch people's lives. We
3: just need to know how to lay hold of that power. Through Steve Hannett's powerful brand new book Unleashing Heaven's Breath, you will understand that the Word of God is supernatural, God breathed and heaven released. Start to receive revelatory downloads from God's Word. Gain supernatural faith and certainty in God's willingness and power to do the impossible. Receive renewed confidence in your understanding of God's will and purpose for your life. Experience the unlimited power and freedom that comes with allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you in a new and dynamic way. Be enabled to more fully release the power of God's Word in your life and ministry. Unlock and activate your ministry to produce miracles, signs, and wonders. Each chapter includes questions for reflection and chapter summary points. Plus, each chapter includes a powerful prayer you can pray to activate what you're learning and help make the supernatural of God real in your life. Steve Hannett will help equip you in his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous. You will understand how any believer in Jesus can be healed of anything. You will be equipped to believe and receive the healing power from the Word of God. Understand how to become a person that the devil is afraid of. Learn how to speak the creative power of God's Word right into people's hearts, lives, bodies and circumstances all around you. At the end of each CD, he prays over you that you will operate in the power of God like never before to produce signs, wonders and miracles in your life and in the lives of those around you. There is a supernatural revelation on steve's material
0: than i have seen in a long long time that will cause you to fall in love with jesus like you did at the first time you met him will cause all the junk of disappointment for not being healed for not seeing loved ones healed for seeing loved ones die before their time this is your time this is your revelation The next move is yours.
3: Don't miss out on getting Steve Hannett's powerful brand new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous, exclusive for our It's Supernatural! audience, yours. For a donation of $35, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9452. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural! P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9452 or or log on to sidroth.org call or write today we're back with pastor
1: steve Hanna, and he had such a miracle in his body i mean cancer gonzo it is out of his body and even the doctor report says the effect from the radiation nothing was there and this is a complete healing And if you were if you were in his shoes, I mean, how passionate would you be to share the secrets of how you can be healed? Now, since he received this touch from God, the Lord has begun to impart to him more revelation, more understanding and how easy it is for us for us to touch Jesus and get a hold of his healing power. Now, Pastor, you talk about touching Jesus uh, like the woman with the issue of blood, but it's not like we think. It's not about a physical touch. Explain that.
2: Yeah, so you know, one of the greatest um, histories that I think the Bible uh, shows us is this miracle of the woman with this bleeding infirmity, this this flow of blood, because it it does something unique to us. It demonstrates to us that Jesus is walking on the earth. He's there. He's available, and he's on his way to go help somebody else. And this woman uh presses through a crowd to touch Jesus and it's such a powerful picture because most of the church is really praying to the Lord for God to touch them and they pray God please touch me or we need a touch from God and this is wonderful and beautiful and there's nothing wrong with this it. it's just that this piece of scripture shows us the exact opposite of that It doesn't show God touching a woman. It shows a woman touching God. And you see a lot of people, when they are in need, they think that they have to kind of cry out to God in a way that will hopefully uh, somehow inspire God to be merciful. Hopefully somehow drip some grace out of heaven into their life. The reality is that when God sent his son, to walk on the earth, when God sent his son to be here in the flesh, that was the outpouring of God's best to the earth. There wasn't anything greater than the father could do. There wasn't anything more in all creation that God could have given beyond the giving of his son. So when his son is there walking and his son is there moving and on his way to go heal somebody else, This woman sees him, and she received a pure report. There's something that she heard, something she knew, something that was moving in her heart and mind that said, if I only but touch him, I will be made well. You see, the mercy of God is that Jesus was there. And the mercy of God was that the woman was able to have a testimony Some knowledge that created such an expectation that even though she had tried everything, went to everyone for help, and spent everything that she had, she only grew worse. The testimony of Jesus was so powerful that it destroyed all her failure. It destroyed all her lack The expectancy in Jesus was so powerful that it enabled her to move past the many 12 years that she suffered and knew, but in one moment, that if she touched him, she'd be made well. See, that woman was not touching just the physical hem or garment of Jesus. Her faith and expectancy was touching the provision and the grace and mercy of God. And, uh, you know, in in the book, I I share a little bit about this, that if if we had uh, the actual garment today that Jesus wore, we would build monuments and buildings and roads uh, would have to be built just to contain the number of people that would want to touch the cloth. But the reality is, and thank God for this, that it wasn't the clothing, It wasn't the actual garment that was the power. It was the promise of God. And this woman, in her faith, when she touched Jesus, it created a flow from heaven into the earth. A lot of people were around Jesus, and they were also touching the hem of his garment. Nothing happened to them. No power uh, moved from Jesus into them. And that's why when Jesus... After he was touched by this woman's faith and expectancy, he stops and he asks the question, who touched me? And of course, the disciples were confused by this. And they're saying, how, or why do you ask that question? Who t- the multitude is pressing in on you. But you see, the Bible reveals, and God gave me the revelation, that Jesus wasn't asking who physically touched me. He was asking who supernaturally accessed me.
1: And I don't know about those of you who are listening, and I really feel the presence of God strong right now. And you make a profound statement. It's a very simple one, but I, it's it stuck with me. And, and uh, I'm telling you the truth, for those who are listening, it's really stuck with me. You say, we're no longer waiting for God. He's waiting for us.
2: That's the change of the paradigm. That's, that's the movement out of the box in which we think. That while we're passively waiting for God to touch us, which he does, praise God, God is waiting for more people to look at him and say, if I but touch him, I will be made whole.
1: Well, let me, let me just ask you just straight out right here. What is the first step for those who are listening right now? You need a miracle. You need a miracle in your body. You need a miracle in your marriage. You need a miracle in in your finances. You just you need a touch from God, and it's been too long. You know the woman uh, with the issue of blood. She had she had an issue. We, there's many people that have issues, and so pastors, a lot of people listening that have issues, and we all have had them or have them at some time. What is the first step that that people need to know? that, you you know, if they agree with what you're saying, okay, if God's waiting on me, what do I need to do? What is the very first thing that they need to do?
2: The first thing that everybody needs to do is find the source of their solution, the source of power, the source of miracle power. A lot of people have grown up learning theology or thoughts about God. They've grown up learning from other men and women of God, but they themselves have not had a connection to the very source. And so, throughout the generations, even in the first century church, we see this, that there were people who were trying to talk about God, but they were doing so inaccurately. And the analogy that I would give to this is, you can look at a glass of water, and it may look perfectly clear and wonderful and pristine, however there's a few drops of bleach in that water and you're drinking water you think is clean you can't really taste the bleach and it winds up making you sick well getting theology or getting the Word of God mixed with the traditions and reason of the religion of men is like having bleach in that water and it will actually keep you sick, it will actually keep you bound um, and so, the first thing we need to know is that the Word of God is the source of that which is pure. The Bible refers to it as pure milk the they the The people need the pure testimony, the unadulterated the unpolluted word of God
1: now what if pastor what if somebody says out there well i've tried that i've 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 put the scriptures on. Uh, as I went to bed at night, and I I've, I've found all the healing scriptures, w- and, and it has not worked for me? What would you tell that person?
2: You know, I've had people ask that question before, and it's a really good question, and it's one that we can probably all identify in some area or experience of our life. But the reality is that question carries with it a whole lot of weight concerning what's really happening in that person's heart. When we say that we have tried the Word of God, or we have read the Word of God, and the Word of God didn't work, we have to appreciate the depth of what we're saying. See, the Word of itself says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so as a believer, we need to realize that the Word is truly the revelation of God. That's good. And Even Jesus Christ himself is the Word who has become flesh. So we have to realize that when we say the word didn't work, we're kind of indicting the God who spoke that word. And we're saying that we've done it right, but the word has failed. And in reality, I've had experience now with uh, many people, many people, and even in my own life, that I came to the word of God with a more humbled heart that says, Lord, if it's not working, I go back to the prayer I first began with, and I ask God, please teach me. Help me to more clearly understand the word, or help me to more clearly understand what I need to do with that word. And many times I'll find that people will read the word, they'll confess the word, but they don't receive that word, and then furthermore, they don't act on that word. And the Bible is very clear that we not only need to understand the Word accurately so that our faith is sound, but two, we need to receive that Word and become one with that Word so that that Word is living within us, and then we need to live that Word out so that it may produce what the Word was designed to produce. And when we've worked with people through the process and through that growth in understanding the Word, receiving it, and releasing that Word, we see those same people asking the same question you just asked me wind up praising God with their hands lifted to heaven and dancing and says, thank you, God, I've got the breakthrough. <laughs> uh,
1: and you you say that the Word of God is absolutely supernatural. And uh, I like this statement. I'm reading it off my sheet here. You You say, little do we know that when we're reading the Bible, studying the Bible— meditating upon God's word, we're not interacting with a thing, which is basically in essence what you were saying, but rather communing with the very person of God. And we, we, we've taken the word of just diluted into uh, some words on a page. And I know throughout your book, your passion about reminding people, um, no, he, the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word you're communion with Jesus Himself.
2: Yes, this is, the, this is, again, another big uh, shift in how people think. This is a transformation um, of the renewing of our mind about even what we think the Word is. And in the, in the very beginning of the Gospel of John, when, when uh, it describes to us that the Word was God, it calls the Word a He, that He was in the beginning with God. And this is a tremendous shift, because when the Bible says that Jesus Christ... Uh, is the Word made flesh? We're realizing that the Word is not the leather-bound printed ink on paper. That's only a grace by which we're able to perceive and connect to what the Word is, and that Word is Jesus. And so, our Western Christian mindset is so steeped in in getting information, but not actually communing with an individual. So I've seen this this one key that's uh, expounded upon in the book change people's lives. They go from thinking, well, I'm supposed to read the Word of God every day as if it's a chore to I'm going to get on my knees and go into a prayer closet. I'm actually going to interact and commune with the creator of the universe. It changes things. It shifts things. And then when you're reading the Bible, we're realizing that this is not Revelation about, uh, or 66 books of Revelation about a lot of stuff that's not connected. This is telling a big story, and it's revealing the person and the work of Jesus Christ himself. This is such a reality that just like that woman we were speaking about touched Jesus, so we, when we're communing with the Word, can touch the Word and produce the same result as the woman who touched jesus
1: now pastor what i enjoy about your ministry is uh i don't mean to be funny but it's the truth is that you don't just uh talk about it you do you do it and you have a lot of testimonies and we're not going to be able to get to that many of them today but you had uh in when you were ministering in the dominican republic the lord confirmed the Word, through the very teaching of the woman with the issue of blood. Tell us that story, what happened in the Dominican Republic.
2: So I was uh, preaching at a a fairly large church uh, there in the Dominican Republic, and uh, we were having a great time in the Lord, and I was actually teaching these very concepts that we're now talking through uh, and realized that there was going to be no way to pray for all these people in the time that was allotted for the meeting. And the Lord placed upon my heart that it was not necessary for me as the minister to lay hands on them or to touch them. And in fact, the whole ministry of uh, of pastoral ministry or apostolic or the fivefold is rather to lead us to Jesus. So the Lord placed it upon my heart to just tell the people in the room in that moment that as we prayed, we we're going to touch the word, the prophetic promise. We're going to touch the prophetic supernatural promise revealed in the word right there in the room. And so we began to pray. And as we began to pray, I could discern that the people went from being passive to being active. It was something that could not be seen with the natural eye, but I discerned it in the spirit that there is a shift. And as that was taking place, people began to pray and they began to receive and they began to reach out to the grace that was already there. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together that Jesus would be there uh, in their midst. And so Jesus was right in that room, Ryan. And and again, many people think that that may be philosophical or ideological, but no, Jesus was in the room, and those people began to reach out for him because they now understood that their faith can touch the promise of the word. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, after I asked people, if the Lord has touched you back, if you've accessed Jesus and received what the woman with the flow of blood did, come on down. It took a little while. But five came down and 10 and 20 and people began to come down and all of a sudden a woman in the back began to jump up and leap because the Lord had healed her legs. And again, nobody physically touched them. They just got the supernatural encounter with God. And one interesting uh, special gift that I felt the father give me was after the service, one of the elders of the church came to me and he looked at me and he said, Steve, I'd like to share something with you. Tonight, when you preached about the woman with the flow of blood in the Scriptures, we had in the audience a woman who has suffered with a flow of blood for many years. Tonight, that woman touched Jesus just like the woman in the Bible, and he shared with me that that woman was instantaneously healed and made whole. I tell you, Ryan, God wants us to know that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that what he did then, he will do today. And the signs and wonders are confirming the revelation that we can touch him by touching his word.
1: And Pastor Steve has been seeing more and more people healed in his meetings without him even laying hands on them. And that's why I'm excited about getting this material in your hand and even listening to him uh uh speak and teach on this uh broadcast you need to be checking yourself and see if the pain is still there because just proclaiming the word of god uh, some simple principles of how you can be healed right now just by believing and receiving the word and understanding the power that god has in the healing word you need to see if god has healed you even now And contact us back and let us know. Now, Pastor, you wrote this brand-new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, and you have a brand-new three-CD set, Glorifying God Through Miracles. Tell us about these two things.
2: The book and the purpose of the book is to help people find out how they can have their personal encounter and then how they can create personal encounters with God's miracle power and to do it in such a way that's going to be practical. So this is a book that people can get and really understand, and it will take them step-by-step from the beginning through the end to equip them. So it's a very practical book to help people understand not only the principles, but the actions that they could begin to deploy in their life. And the three-CD series set really dives in deeper to try to understand um, that God really is not a God that sometimes shows up in some people's specially chosen lives.
1: That's good. Rather,
2: that God's plan is for miracles. That his very redemptive plan from Genesis through Revelation is miracles. And a lot of people in our culture put miracles as a sidebar conversation or that kind of thing that's off to the side. But God has never done that. He's put the testimony of himself front and center. And so the CD series will help people to understand God's plan, that Jesus is the uh, revelation of restoration, that there is no question of any way, shape, or form, that God does not want every person healed of everything so that they may become a powerful, miracle-working witness themselves. And at the end of the day, the ultimate goal of God is that each of us would be so filled with His miraculous, so filled with His supernatural, that even those who oppose the gospel in the earth will sit back and say, truly, your God is the true God.
1: Amen. When we come back, I tell you, you got to you got to stay tuned for this story. There is a story of a baby that was healed in the womb and there was no hope for this little baby. And you're going to hear how the teaching of Pastor Steve Hannett helped this precious couple receive a miracle from God. We'll be right back.
3: Steve Hannett experienced a miracle healing from cancer. This earth-shattering struggle helped him discover the ancient keys to unlocking Heaven's miraculous power. Now he wants to share with you practical tools you can use to watch every promise and blessing from the Word of God come alive and become breakthrough power for you to overcome every impossibility you are facing. Call now and get Steve Hannett's powerful brand new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous, exclusive for our It's Supernatural! audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9452. I'm so, so excited for people to
2: grab hold of the revelation that is in the book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath. God's power is all around, all the time, waiting to be released, waiting to touch
3: people's lives. We just need to know how to lay hold Of that power. Through Steve Hannett's powerful brand new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, you will understand that the Word of God is supernatural, God breathed, and heaven released. Start to receive revelatory downloads from God's Word. Gain supernatural faith and certainty in God's willingness and power to do the impossible. Receive renewed confidence in your understanding of God's will and purpose for your life. Experience the unlimited power and freedom that comes with allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you in a new and dynamic way way. Be enabled to more fully release the power of God's Word in your life and ministry. Unlock and activate your ministry to produce miracles, signs and wonders. Each chapter includes questions for reflection and chapter summary points. Plus, each chapter includes a powerful prayer you can pray to activate what you're learning and help make the supernatural of God real in your life. Steve Hannett will help equip you in his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous. You will understand how any believer in Jesus can be healed of anything. You will be equipped to believe and receive the healing power from the Word of God. Understand how to become a person that the devil is afraid of. Learn how to speak the creative power of God's Word right into people's hearts, lives, bodies and circumstances all around you. At the end of each CD, he prays over you that you will operate in the power of God like never before to produce signs, wonders and miracles in your life and in the lives of those around you.
0: There is a supernatural revelation on Steve's material than I have seen in a long, long time that will cause you to fall in love with Jesus like you did at the first time you met him, will cause all the junk of disappointment for not being healed, for not seeing loved ones healed, for seeing loved ones die before their time. This is your time. This is your revelation the next move is
3: yours. Don't miss out on getting Steve Hannett's powerful brand-new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, and his three-part audio CD teaching, Glorifying God Through the Miraculous, exclusive for our It's Supernatural! audience, yours. For a donation of $35, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9452. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural! PO Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9452 or Or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today.
1: We are back with Pastor Steve Hannett. And we feel the presence of God here in the studio. And I'm sure you do as well. And especially in this last segment, he's going to be praying for people here at the end. I want you to grab everybody you know that needs a miracle, that needs healing, to listen to this testimony and to listen to this teaching here in this last segment. It's going to touch you. And I, I'm believing with you that in this moment right now, you're going to be healed, that you're going to receive your miracle. Now, Pastor, you talk about something. I love this term. It's called undefeated living. I don't know anybody on the planet that doesn't want to embrace whatever you mean by undefeated living. What are you saying? How do we do that?
2: It's a great question, one that I'm so excited to share. You know, the gospel itself, uh, translated literally, means the good news of victory. And a lot of people just think it's just good news, but it's the good news of victory. But there's even more. Uh, in, back in that generation in biblical times, it was the report from the battlefield that somebody would go and find out how the battle was going, and they'd run back, and they would give the news. And the term gospel means not only good news of victory, but it means this. We've already won. The battle has been won. And so when we hear the term, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are literally declaring that Jesus Christ, the King of heaven, has gone through the war and has won. And that victory is declared finished. And so the power of that can't be underestimated. It means that everybody who walks in the good news of Jesus Christ is walking in a finished work of victory, and there is no defeat in the victory. So, a lot of human reasoning will say sometimes we overcome, sometimes we make it through, but that's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is that Jesus Christ not only died, but that he rose from the grave. Death could not hold him. And the Bible asks us in 1 Corinthians to ask a question Death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? There is no victory of the enemy any longer. So, a Christian can live in the victory of Jesus Christ. And a lot of people will say all the time, and I will boldly declare yes, because that's what the Bible said. There's never a point in time when I look to our King, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Beloved, that He has ever lost. He has never, ever lost. He has always shown victory. And therefore we as Christians living underneath his mantle of power, his anointing and his grace and love can experience an undefeated life.
1: And I don't know again anybody that's everybody that's listening, I want to live that way. I want to live free. I want to live free and clear from anything that the enemy tries to throw at me. So one thing that has really ministered to me through uh Pastor Steve's teaching Is I've had a fresh hunger to dive into the word, and whatever I need in my life, wherever the devil's buffeting me, I have to get the answer. Like you said earlier, Pastor, I got to get the solution. I got to go to the source of the power, and I got to get that scripture. And I love how you teach how you go get your miracle just by going to get that scripture that God has for you. Now, as I said earlier, Pastor Steve just doesn't have good teaching and, and good ministry and pastor well. He sees a lot of miracles, and many times it's not through the laying on of hands. It's just by people receiving, because he has an anointing to teach these things, and people seem to just really receive from Pastor Steve Hannett. And that happened with a couple uh, that had a baby that was having a baby, and it was not looking good. What, what was the story?
2: So as a as a pastor, we meet people all the time who go through some difficulties. But this particular difficulty was well, it was it, it, it was a bit dramatic. It was it was one of those that really turns your stomach, and and you could feel the 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 heart-wrenching pain of the people bringing the news. And so this this husband and wife uh, came to me one day, and they said, Pastor, we need to we need to meet with you. We need to talk with you. We've received some bad news. They went on to describe that uh, the baby that the wife was carrying uh, was diagnosed uh, with some very serious conditions, and uh, one of them was uh, Down syndrome, Uh, another was a flat nasal bone, uh, uh, echogenic bowel syndrome, cysts on the brain, other physical abnormalities in in the body of the baby. So there were a lot of things that the family was dealing with. And
1: wasn't the, uh, if I remember right, wasn't the doctors, didn't they advise that they abort the baby?
2: Yeah, the, the wife um, and husband, when they came to me, they said that their doctor was an atheist. Wow. And said that the baby was in such a bad condition with these diagnoses that they recommended that they abort. And the family came to me and said, Pastor, we don't want to do that. And they had sat underneath the teachings of the church and of our ministry, but they said, now we really need to apply what we've been learning. And so in the same way that Jesus Christ, when he heard problems, uh, knew that this was going to turn for good, that that those who love God, that he will turn everything bad for good. And I want to encourage anybody who's listening also that whatever diagnosis you may have received, know that in that state that you have the bad news, you have really good news, that God will turn it for good. And so this family began to make a decision with me that they were going to study and that they were going to do all that they could to tap into the reality that they can live undefeated. Because this was a situation they needed the win. They needed the win. And so they began to apply the principles uh, that are in uh, the book and uh, CD teaching series. And they began to literally uh, live it out to such a degree that daily they began to make changes in their own life. And uh, this is very similar to when Peter walked on the water. Um, Peter gets out of the boat, and uh, many people know the, the history that Peter uh, said to Jesus, if it's you, if it's you, then, then command me to come out of the boat and walk on water. And Jesus said one word back to Peter. He said, come. Is a very, very powerful teaching that the family began to understand because they wanted to get out of the the boat. They wanted to follow Jesus, but they needed to understand that it really wasn't the water that they were going to walk on top of. It was his word. See, Peter said, Jesus, command me command me. He didn't say, ask me. He, he didn't say, please recommend. He, he, he said, command me. And it was a powerful declaration of Peter saying, if it's you, I want to come under your glory. I want to come under your authority. And so when Jesus released his word and he said to Peter, come, Peter walked on the word of God, which enabled him to walk on top of the water. But we know that wind and waves came. And Peter took his eyes off the word, and immediately he sank. Well, this family had to go through a process for months of carrying the baby and go through the process of doing their very best to not look at wind and waves, but rather to look at the word of God. The father put the, uh, the picture uh, of the uh, unborn child uh, on the refrigerator, and every day would declare, that what God's Word said would happen. And we needed a creative miracle. Well, the doctors were so concerned about the mother now because the mom and the dad were both saying things that the doctors thought that they began to think that they weren't dealing with reality because they would say things like, God is going to heal this child. God is going to come through. God's Word is going to break through. And in fact, the atheist doctor, told the mom carrying this child, I don't care how much you pray, this is not going to change. Wow. And the mother calmly spoke to the doctor in response and said, you do not know my God. A few months passed and that baby, it was time for it to be delivered. They were still so concerned about the mother that they were going to be shocked that this baby was going to come out still deformed and still having Down syndrome and still having all these medical problems that they actually called an extra team of medical professionals to deal with the mother when she sees this deformed baby coming out. And they had uh, experts to deal with high blood pressure and all these kinds of things monitoring the child. Well, the child was born. And when the baby came, the doctor, who said that they should have aborted the child because nothing they did would change it, now was holding a miracle in her hand. And I think it's a powerful picture for us to understand that the wisdom of the world and the atheist was holding the miracle of God in her hand. And she declares, my God, something like that. The child looks well. The child looks 100% healthy. And everybody started going through. The child is okay. (laughs) The child is okay. And and it it went like wildfire through the hallways. And the, the, the baby was taken and tested. And, Ryan, only God's word can produce these things, that the child was given a 100% clean bill of health, and everything that the doctor said was unchangeable became changed, and it was because this family decided to do what Jesus Christ said to do, to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.
1: And so what I'm hearing, the woman with the issue of blood, this story right here, and you have several testimonies like this, is that you are simply reminding people, do what Jesus told you to do. And that is the key to the devil's defeat. And you like to talk about the devil's defeat, and, and I do too. I love that term. Talk about the devil's defeat. What, what is he scared of?
2: Yeah, it is a passion because so many people are afraid of what the enemy is doing or about to do. Here's the reality. For all creation, every person who ever was born through a woman uh, has always fallen down and fallen prey and succumbed to the devil's temptations and schemes. We have to appreciate this from the time of Adam through thousands thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Satan has never, ever been defeated by anybody born of a woman. But when the Holy Spirit led Jesus Christ into the wilderness, who was born of a woman, the devil threw all that he had at Jesus. He threw everything he had at Jesus. And for 40 days and nights, Jesus was in that wilderness, and his flesh was wasting away. And he was weakened in his flesh. But Nothing that's done to the flesh has the ability to weaken the spirit. And Jesus Christ in that state, when the devil tried to bring him down with key temptations so masterfully crafted by Satan, Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God, released himself right there in the wilderness. And how did he do it? He simply said this, It is written. Jesus Christ quoted the book of Deuteronomy, and as he said it is written, and Jesus himself released the word and stood on that word, we see the enemy was rendered defeated. In this day right now, we have the same word that Jesus had in the wilderness. And in all those generations, for the very first time, the thing that Satan was taken down by was the Word of God. It is written. And so today, when Satan sees the Word of God, he trembles. He knows that the Word of God, and only the Word of God, is the thing that brought his defeat then, brings his defeat now, and will bring his defeat tomorrow. Satan gets afraid when he sees the Word of God. And we are equipped and filled with that Word, and we also can say, it is written. And as we do, there is nothing that hell can do against it, because God promised that His Word would not return void.
1: In fact, Pastor, you um, have a real passion to teach people that and remind them that it's not just a book that's sitting on your desk or that you do your daily Bible reading with, that this is God himself, and you're quoting God, and your communion with God. And in fact, you call it heaven's breath. What do you mean by that?
2: Oh, it's a great question. Um, people, again, look at the Word of God as a static, lifeless piece of literature that has no life. But the reality is that the word comes forth from God himself. It comes forth from the very living, pulsating, supernatural creator. And even in Genesis, God breathed his life into man. He breathed himself into us. And the Bible declares to us that the Word of God is literally the breath of God, that it literally is God-breathed. And so when God is breathing, He's releasing Himself. And He said in the book of Genesis, let there be light. And the Bible reveals to us that God is light. So Ryan, in essence, what God was doing through His Word was releasing Himself And so the Bible says that the Word of God is God-breathed, and so he's releasing his very essence of life and power through his Word. And this power is literally still within the written Word. Thus Jesus said to the devil, it is written, and it was the same level of power, the same level of authority as God himself speaking in real time it is the release of god himself into the darkness that may exist in a person's life
1: and he is the same yesterday today and forever and pastor if you in this presence of the lord that we feel if you would please pray for those who are listening and and believe Right now, as Pastor Steve prays for you, that you're going to receive your miracle. He does not, as he made it clear, he does not have to come to your house and lay hands on you. Just by receiving the word of God and receiving the prayer by faith, God can heal you right now. Go ahead, Pastor.
2: Yes, I just want to first encourage everybody listening right now that I'm going to speak a word from Psalm 107, verse 20. And it says that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions and right now we're going to send the word of God right now into your body into your life into your marriage and God is going to heal you because it's who he is so father in the name of Jesus Christ we right now declare that you are the healer and that your word is your power And I pray and I decree in the name of Jesus for every person listening to this message that God, that things in their body would be healed, would be transformed, that life would enter where death once reigned, that health would enter where sickness once reigned, and that in the name of Jesus, by your stripes, we declare the people healed healed in the name of Jesus Christ the person who has pain in the top of their head in the back of their head and 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 something very serious going on there we declare healed in the name of Jesus people who cannot hear well or perfectly eyes that cannot see tumors we command everything be reversed in the name of Jesus Christ we declare by Jesus Christ stripes It is written that we are healed. And so we declare it and we receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Amen. Now listen again. Steve has a passion to equip and teach believers that anyone, that's you, and that's me, anywhere, that's where you're at right now, anyone, anywhere can be healed of anything if they would simply believe and receive the healing word of God And in this brand new exclusive book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, you will discover the secret to releasing his miracle working power in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your job, in your mind, in your emotions, your whole life. This will help activate you to receive what God has already paid the price for. In addition to the book, you'll get the brand new three CD set, Glorifying God Through Miracles, And not only does he teach you in depth about God's power and God's word and how you can receive from him and your identity in him. But he prays prayers at the end of each CD where you can receive a supernatural touch from God that will move, that will move the heart of God. When you pray these prayers, I'm telling you, you're going to move the heart of God to receive whatever you're asking God for. My name is Ryan Bress and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our wonderful guest, Pastor Steve Hannett, now here, Sid to tell you how you can get these special resources.
0: Pastor Steve Hannett wants you to discover the ultimate secret to releasing signs, wonders, and miracles. Call now for Steve's exclusive brand new book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, an exclusive three-CD set, Glorifying God in the Miraculous, for an investment of $35 to order Call 1 800 447 2697. That's 1 800 447 2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S I D R O T H dot O R G. Steve's exclusive brand new book and three CD set Unleashing Heaven's Breath and Glorifying God in the Miraculous. Offer number 9452 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9452. Once again, that's offer number 9452.